0: Or offer burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until
1: Welcome to the Altacast. It is high noon. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I will not be joined today by LaToya, the Sheriff of Truth, because she's sick. She's gotten the sickness that we've all gotten here in San Francisco. If you haven't gotten it yet, tell me what you're doing, because I've had it twice now. I had it at the beginning of December, and then I'm just getting over it again. If you hear me coughing, I apologize. Welcome to the Alticast. here at the newly painted Mutiny Radio with the new electrical and uh, things happening. Good stuff. It's all for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. You can get your tickets now. 25 shows in five days. They're all 10 bucks a piece except for the special shows that are two hours long and those are 20 bucks. and it's so worth it you get two full hours of great comedy from people all over the United States got Lila Hart Lila Hart, I keep thinking of like Roxy Hart uh, but Lila Hart was on the Little Women of LA and she is a hilarious comedian. comedian We I watched one of her clips the other day where the other little people are getting on her for using the M word and she has some really funny jokes about like fucking in the glove compartment and And they did not, the other little people did not like that. She's like, it's mine. We're taking it back. And they're like, no. Anyway, Lila Hart, we might play a clip from her later. Maybe that's what we'll do. Maybe we'll play some clips from the people that are going to be on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. So soon. It's happening. Oh, my God. Freaking out. Thanks for listening to the AltaCast. Uh, Crazy stuff happening in the world this week, as always. I really wish Matthew Quirk wasn't working so he could come in and talk about dusty shores or Destiny's stormy pussy or I don't even know the stuff. Uh, But the hearsay of it is a lot of fun. So here's the hearsay. Remember, remember back in the day when President Clinton um, almost got impeached for getting for getting a blowjob in the Oval Office. Remember when that happened. Remember when the Republicans raised up in indignity and said. How dare the president of the United States get a blowjob outside of his marital vows? How dare he? Well, now we have a paper trail of our president fucking a porn star and paying her hush money. But the Republicans have no problem with that. The hypocrisy is ripe. We are rife with hypocrisy here. Yep, our president not even looking at impeachment for fucking a porn star paying her off, $130,000, are you fucking kidding me, is this, hap- is this real, okay, I don't want to freak out yet, uh, still things in the news about women, I was very excited, uh, Brandy, Z- Brandy Valenza of, uh, YouTube fame, <laughs> YouTube fame, she's a buddy of mine from Benders, uh, anyways, she's, we were talking the other day because I'm freaking out about taxes, ha, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, she's gonna hook me up but I checked out her page and she had this very 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 funny video from the BBC you know what I love about the BBC they have funny voices they have funny funny voices so let's listen to their funny voices as they talk about women
0: women have told everyone to just fuck off <laughs> Tired of being judged for choosing to have children or not have children, to have children and go back to work, to have children and not go back to work, for being too thin, too fat, too pushy, too unambitious, too hot, not hot enough, or even for just daring to be alive, women have stressed that everyone can go fuck themselves. Nathan Muir has been gauging the reaction because apparently a man is the best person to report this story
2: If you have a vagina people have the right to judge you on every single thing you do Even what you do with your vagina Or so it has been up until now. I spoke to one of womankind or the clitorati No one is calling them about their backlash
3: Enough's enough the message is clear, and the, the message is, you're
0: right, we will do as you command. <laughs> Just kidding, it's, it's fuck off. That's all from me.
1: <laughs> she quick, everybody, that was really funny. Yay! Yay! Women everywhere say fuck off! I thought that was very funny, that was from BBC too. So thanks for uh, listening to that here on the Hall together. This is going to be an interesting show today, without Latoya. It uh, looks like we've got a phone call. Let's just take it. Hello. Hey, Gail. How are you doing? Is that you, Pam? It is. You're on the air, Gail. How are you doing?
4: Because I'm I'm getting old and decrepit. Did you say you're Pam?
1: Yeah, I am Pam, and you're on the I'm air, Pam, Pam. honey. Good.
4: I don't yeah. care. I'll talk. But um.
1: You're on the you know AltaCast. That that
4: runs that thing Thursday night?
1: What thing no, Thursday
4: We're on the air. I don't want to refer to him by name. Uh, you know the guy who does that new show Thursday night?
1: Thursday night's True Hustle. Uh, yeah, True you Hustle you're Thursdays, you're hashtag THT.
4: Uh, well, I want you to do me a big favor. And when you see him, don't, would you tell him I'm waiting to hear from him? Okay. Because we're on the air. I don't want to mention no names. So how's it going? Are you getting anywhere to become famous? Not at
1: all, Gail. Not even close. Don't
4: you want to hold up a doll head and piss it off?
1: Don't yeah. You? you know what? Actually, yes, I would like to pull a Kathy Griffin, and I would like to have a doll head that looks like it's I mean, severed, really, and I'd like to had get it. She a pretty
4: it. good thing going there, and she must have lost millions and millions of dollars.
1: Well, hopefully. I think that I, I really, I'm not too worried about Kathy Griffin. I think she's going to be just fine.
4: Well, I don't think she's down to her last penny, but she lost that big New Year's contract. I heard she's going back down tour now.
1: Good for her. She's, I mean, I i loved her jokes back in the day, even before I was a comedian. She would do, she would get up on stage and be like, look, all my people are here. Yay, gays. And she was very funny. Well, gay, gay, you're not gay. Well, she's not gay, no. But she, the, the gays you. are her people, absolutely.
4: Uh, the thing is this. Every night, Jimmy Kimmel, and what's the other guy, uh... Jimmy Even Fallon? Colbert, they're all named Jimmy. He used to be Colbert. Now he's Colbert.
1: <laughs>
4: they rip up Trump all the time. But they know what line to stop at. You see?
1: I guess. I mean, who knows what the line is anymore? Well, he's making himself look like ridiculous. This, our
4: enemies, ISIS or whatever they want to call it, it's just they chop people's heads off. And that's what inflamed people that, that reminded them... What our enemies are doing to our military people
1: and other people. Oh, honey, ISIS isn't our enemies. ISIS is CIA. We created ISIS. I yeah, mean, get woke, Gail. Get woke.
4: Sure, but they broke off from the CIA now. Right. And now are, they're sure, maybe they help promote well, them. Well, you know,
1: in defense of ISIS, who doesn't hate Americans? We're assholes. Look at our president right now. He. Here's here's what I have a bone to pick with right now. Remember Clinton, Gale? Remember Clinton, and remember how remember how remember how he almost got impeached for getting a blowjob in the Oval oh, he Office.
4: He They actually impeached him. Well,
1: and remember that because of the blowjob. Remember it was all about sexuality. And look at our president now, who's admitted to paying a porn star one hundred and thirty thousand dollars of hush money. Raw dog fucking her with his and he's married. It's not before, it's now. It's like as he's been married. It's the thing is that we, we get mad. The Republicans get mad at Democrats when they do anything. The <laughs> Democrats can't do anything to the Republicans and the Republicans are like, "Yeah, we don't give a fuck that he's doing all the thing. We're, we don't care that we're being hypocrites because he's backing our agenda because we don't want women to have abortions for some reason." I I don't I don't really understand is any of it. Because they're running the country, the Republicans. Like they're in Bible school. Like they're in Bible school. Yeah.
4: This is not it's the United nuts. States of the Bible of religion. Religion is supposed to be a personal thing. Not that you're gonna go over there and tell other people to follow your religion.
1: Yeah, I agree. It's like the Crusades you all know, over. I Just understand Puritanical Crusades.
4: The, the Republicans—they're supposed to be so religious, but then they want to impose their. There are things to other people. Yeah, like I didn't know our Vice President Mike Pence wanted to set up conversion centers.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. He does not like gay gray. people. Yeah, mm mm.
4: I didn't know that. because someone told me?
1: Yeah, yeah. He also doesn't believe in dinosaurs. Uh well, he believes that the world Trump is Trump
4: doesn't believe in global warming. Right,
1: that's scary too, isn't it?
4: I know. <laughs> it's all the rich people are ruining the planet. And the poor people got to pay for it. You're
1: absolutely, speaking the truth, Gail, speaking the because truth.
4: Because they're going to get in nice earthquake-built houses. They're not going to fall down and kill them because they're digging on the ground and making a mess of the earth. But the poor people who can't get an earthquake-safe house is going to be killed.
5: Right, yeah.
4: And what they're Or enriching even themselves housing in general. At the cost of the planet. And then the old... The whole system is ridiculous. It is. You're right. Now, I'm not saying the Democrats are, are perfect. I, I'm just saying in general, I think po- politics are dirty. I totally I agree with you. I would say that from my own point of view because I've been contacting people in public office for years trying to expose what I think is a nasty Nazism situation Absolutely. And the country of land of the free, home of the brave, we're going to respect veterans. That signs someone's life away, and letting him have the guts to stand up. The former mayor, Ed Leed, who passed on, for years, I contacted his assistant, trying to get him to step up and publicly expose this. When London Bree went in the office, the day I found out she became at the mayor, I started contacting
1: her. Yeah, well, they ousted her now for the interim and made now, a white guy from the marina. Did you love and that? Now
4: there's a current mayor, Mark
1: Farrell. Right, the white guy from the marina. I know yeah, London well, Breed... I
4: contacted his assistant or whatever, and they're supposed to give him the message. I contacted Pelosi, Feinstein, uh, the city attorney, uh, the attorney... No, let me see. What was she called that. Uh, i
1: and I what are what,
4: kind of what exactly difference. are you? What are you well,
1: telling him? What are you exposing? Are you talking about you know, housing be happy issues?
4: You to talk about it. It's what they do to old people. Oh yeah. They sign their lives away, and they say it's just fine. They had an investigation from the nursing board or something, and they said it's just fine because the person had a conservator, and I told the conservator that he can kill himself and leave this person alone. So it was clear what it was. In the record, which I got a mention of it, the person said they wanted to live. Yet they signed papers and they let him die. And what I'm thinking is, and I'm glad you're letting me talk about this, because is there anybody out there who want to disclose this story? I think it'll be the next big blow up. Like years ago, the gymnasts were complaining about that doctor doing things to them. And no one really got down to it. So since this, this occurred in June of 2012, how many people have died in the same manner? Because no one in public office that I keep contacting once they get their ass out there and get their guts up. And you know, I mean, I contacted many people. Uh, I contacted the former president a couple of letters. The Attorney General, maybe not the one now. I mean, I forget the FBI, the DA, and who was the other thing? Inspector General. And I also went to the media, 60 Minutes. I keep calling Chris Hansen up. You know, Crime Ross Bailey? No, I, I,
1: don't, you, I don't watch not watch. You keep
4: TV calling scene. this number. You want the number?
1: I, I'm okay. I, I uh... I just
4: sometimes the answers that they gotta record it. this is Chris Anson. and sometimes is that we not taking no message of Jeffrey Kopp or something. I mean, the thing is, at my point and I'm giving myself a heart attack, maybe I'm stressed and a headache, I tell these people in public office on their voicemail and even when I get them live, I guess. what is the point is having people in public office? If they're not going to do something when you bring some slimy crap to them like this. It's, it's true. I mean, they're always older Nazi Germany, which was a terrible situation. But this is America, land of the free, home of the brave. And they're signing people's lives away, too. Yeah,
1: well, the the problem with the United States right now is that the only people that are people, we're going kind of back to the original Constitution, is that the only people that have a say are white male landowners. Do you remember that when we started our country and and when they talked about in our Constitution that all men were created equal? Really what they were talking about... We're white male landowners, and I feel like we're going right back to that—that that you are only a person if you are a rich person. People, we—I'm not a person because I only make twelve thousand know, dollars a year. All
4: working for the rich people. No, I understand that,
1: but what I'm saying is that we're not people unless you're rich money makes you a person in this country if you don't have money then you're worthless no matter if you maybe give your uterus to your children and you're a mom forever you don't get any social security you have no protection you could be with your husband for 25 years raise those kids they get out of the house and he leaves you for a 22 year old secretary and you could be shit out of luck you're fucked you You have no social security what was that
4: do you remember that actor Gar- Darren McGavin? No, that's too long ago for you me. You know the I Night know Stalker series.
1: Night Stalker. Mm mm. You know no. he was
4: doing the Supernatural series, It was like a dramatic series science fiction. I, uh, I don't well, watch.
1: Anyway, I don't have cable, gale, I don't watch TV.
4: Well, no, this is an old series, oh, okay. maybe seventies or eighties. Oh wow. So anyway, he had his first wife, I guess, and she was like in her forties or forties or something. Then he got all hot for this other actress, Katie Brown. Ah. Uh-huh. And he wanted to leave. He wanted to leave that first, if I understand. And she was like his wife for years and years, if I got the story right. Now she's like in her 40s or something, or 40. Now he wants her. He wants to dump her, get this hot younger actress, and marry her, and have his wife go to work. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> That's. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm just. I'm not surprised about anything. It's. Uh,
4: well, this happens all the time.
1: Yeah, of course. But my men. my point. My point is that we we the people are no longer people. When they say we the people, when they say land of the free, home of the brave, they're not talking about us because you're a poor old lady and I'm becoming a poor old lady and we don't mean anything because number one, our uteruses aren't going to pop out babies for whatever reason they want us to do that. But I mean, but the thing is that you make you call here. You make an artistic contribution. I'm obviously making an artistic contribution, but it's not monetarily recognized by the state or by the people or by the government or by anybody. But does that mean that my art has is worthless? Maybe. Maybe it means that Mutiny Radio is a pile of shit. And why am I doing? It? And why are we doing this? Why do we keep this place open? And why do I make a? You know, why do well, I only see, make twelve thousand dollars a year to keep this doing place open? Well,
4: b- I mean not financially, because Trump is not doing. I'm waiting for Trump to do something that's helping someone. Exactly. I mean, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now he got his test deal going.
1: Well, I'm a small woman-owned business, and I'm freaking out about a Schedule C taxes this year. And people are telling me, oh, my gosh, you're going to have to pay taxes. And I'm saying, okay, I ran a business last year almost at a loss. I was barely able to pay my own rent, and now I'm going to pay taxes on top of it? So I'm basically like a worthless human being. I make no money. Let me
4: tell you my sad story. I'm on Social Security disability. Yeah. And you know that's not a hell of a lot? No. So well, maybe they bumped me up a little bit this year. I mean, they give you that cost of living increase.
5: Like 2%. Or we
4: living in a cardboard box. Right. It gets better. It gets better. So maybe they bumped me up a little bit. And it doesn't really keep up with the cost of living because everything's going up, up, up. It's yeah. going out, not coming in. Yeah. So here's a good one. So I was paying $108 a month Social Security out of my check before I even seen it.
1: Why? Why would they take taxes out before they gave? Didn't you... That doesn't no, make sense they to me. Social
4: security payment, not social, you know Medicare, Medicare. Oh, okay. Yeah, Medicare. So they were t- maybe they bumped me up a little bit this year, and I was paying 108 dollars a month, but so I have to pay to my medical some more a premium. Yeah. All right. How's maybe your hip doing? They bumped doing? me up a little bit, and then okay, here it comes. Then they tapped on another 22 bucks. They're taking out from my Medicare. Oh. And I don't know. If if they even bumped me up twenty two dollars, I was paying one hundred and eight dollars out of my now you're paying one hundred and thirty disability check, and maybe they bumped me up a little bit cost of living. Ha ha ha! Yeah, what, what am I eating? Grass, right? And then
1: <laughs> well, and you can't get you can't get um, food stamps when you're on Social Security or disability. I don't think they give you all the service. They either give you
4: oh, me get the the food
1: cash staff. or they don't. But anyway,
4: give they gave me a little increase probably. And then they took twenty two more dollars out. Yeah, that yeah. They're taking the money. Is what the hell they're doing with the money? Right. They got that guy who was flying around in and charter airplanes from the government who was rich, and he was putting it on the tab with the government. And then they called him, and so now he's our officer. Something I don't know what the hell he was. For I mean, I called up Washington. I called up the governor. I called up the city controller. This not this year, but years ago. And what I told them all, whoever talked to me, and you know, what is going with the money? Every penny should be watched. Right. It's not that they're not bringing in money. I'll go back to the thing.
1: Do you remember the movie Dave, Gail? Do you remember the movie that had Kevin Kline oh, yeah, the played guy that was, uh, himself and played the president and then the president died and then he was a guy who was like a good guy and he's like, I can balance the budget. And he, like, he was like, well, what do we need this for? And he sat down and he actually like went through the budget and he was like, look, we found the money for your program, for your kids program or whatever.
4: Because those fat people up there are supposed to be doing something for all the people. And they're not. They go to government and they're supposed to be representing us. And they're wrecking their their little greedy
1: self. Exactly. And how much money do they need? See, I believe in a flat tax. I don't think that any asshole needs to make more than a million dollars a year. Who the fuck are you that you need a million dollars? How would you even spend a million dollars a year? Anybody who makes more than a million dollars a year, I think that all that money should go to everyone else. You just don't need. How entitled are people? But no, honestly, how entitled are people that they need more than a million dollars a year? You need more than that? What is wrong with you? What do you? What do you eat? Gold? Like what is going on? It's just, oh, it just—it makes Trump me crazy. Trump
4: has golden toilets,
1: doesn't he? But I, he, oh, what was the question?
4: I think Trump has golden toilet, salad. Go- golden,
1: toilet. golden toilets, golden forks, golden whatever. But the point is like.
4: Well, that's what he needs it for. I I guess, but so here's the thing: when you sit on that toilet, you know you're sitting on gold, and and that makes your ass
1: perfect. Perfect, I know, because you're because we all and and don't we all shit? It's so funny. Well, so but my my point is that. There, there's no re- why would anybody need to make more than a million dollars a year how How can they even justify that as a person and a lot of people a lot of these kids that have moved in to San Francisco that are working at Google or Twitter or whatever and they're they're under thirty and they're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, and they just walk over homeless people like it's nothing. I even I make. Here's the thing. I that. make at least make eye contact with questionably housed, but I only make. I'm questionably housed. Honestly, the money well, I they make here. them
4: out of their residence so they can Google their ass there.
1: Right, so they can yeah get them out of the SROs so they can be filled by the Google employees because no one knows where to live here in the in San Francisco.
4: Well, the, well one of them breed which I contacted from the time I heard she was in the office. She didn't get back to me. But what was she on TV talking about? The hot-button issues that's going to put some ass votes for her. And the other people, they were talking about the immigration, you know, in the sanctuary city. Because right. this is what's going to bring in votes for them. They don't care about, they sign old people away against their will.
1: Here's, here's the thing that's making me crazy right now is I know a bunch of people over 50 that are living in vans uh, or living on the street and don't have a place to live. And isn't that insane though? They're old people. If you're over 50, why would anybody have to live? It it makes me crazy when a lot of the people that I see that are like kind of hobbling around the streets and questionably housed are old people. Like what the fuck is wrong with us? That we can't take care of old people?
4: Well, they're spending millions and millions of dollars on the homeless but who's getting it. Yeah, right. The people who are running the programs. Huh. I mean, they got millions and millions of dollars that is going out. And who was administering that money? And what kind of paychecks are they get in?
1: Well, I think it's probably like 32,000 a year. I mean, people that work for nonprofits don't make anything. In fact, they're, we're trying to make Mutiny Radio a nonprofit, but the problem was that, is that I'd actually have to pay myself a living wage, but it would make no sense because if I paid myself 36,000 a year... <laughs> 33% of it would go out in taxes and then I'd have to pay for my own insurance and everything else and I'd still take home about $12,000 which is what my rent is so it doesn't matter like it's it's sort of better for me just to make $12,000 a year and be fucking poor than it is to make th- I don't even mean, 36,000 isn't even a living wage but that's what I used to make when I was a teacher even though that's impossible. Well
4: the only way you're going to get out of it Is trying to invent something. Now, today. Oh,
1: I don't have time to invent anything, Gail. I'm working like 80 hours a week at Mutiny Radio. When do I have time to do anything except Mutiny Radio?
4: I can't get no one to do it. (sighs) I spent time trying to get the CEO of General Electric. And they told me three names. Of All right, the one name I got, I called this morning. What do you want to invent? I have product ideas. I got good ideas. One time I told called up a toy company and told them what kind of toy and they put it on the market, but no. I didn't get a deal, so I got crap. Oh. You know? You, you know, I okay, so the, that, girl, so the way that... Sweet Gail, wait, girl, listen to, for a uh, second. Uh, name, if
1: you, but if you, you can copyright your ideas, the easiest way to copyright your idea is to write it down, put it in an envelope, mail it to yourself, and don't open it because if that happened again with the toy company and you had the idea and like you wrote down, this is when I called them and told them about it, but you took the idea and you put it in that sealed envelope. It's like the cheapest copyright because it has a date on products.
4: it. I think that's for kind of like printed material.
1: No, it works for ideas too. Yeah. Cause, cause you would be able to say, look, look at this timestamp. Look, it's mailed and they came out with it at this date. And I told them on this date and look, I, I have the copyright. And then and you so would, But
4: they got that covered because you call different companies, they tell you whatever you say is not going to be privileged, it belongs to them. Oh. I think they called up Channel 7, and they said whatever you, if I remember correctly, you know, they had recording, and they said whatever you put here is now our property or something like that. So, uh, so anyway, I got the CEO's office or whatever today. His name is John L. Flannery. And he's out of the office, he has an assistant named Debbie that's supposed to be back here Friday. So I gave him my phone number and told him to put it on voicemail and they wanted to know what it was about. And I said, it's about money.
1: It's about <laughs> <That's> money.
4: <laughs> so I got this idea for an appliance that I know is gonna, it, it'd be, you know, and they can get me cheap, man, but they're so greedy. I don't know about them, I haven't talked to them yet. But other places are so greedy, you know. They can get a good. I'm in my position where I'm so broke, and I'm having trouble with my bills and all that crap. They can get me for a song, you know. For them, it'll be peanuts.
1: So, so back back to you, Gail. Uh, how's your hips doing? How are your new hips?
4: Well, let me see. I got two hips and two knees. And uh, I get up, but I still have mobility issues, man. But at least I can get around.
1: Around your house or around the world?
4: No, no, no. Going out is like a, you know, the ground is all rough and bumpy. Right. You know, you you go, and I used to tell people when I used to get on the bus, and I was limp, and then I had mobility issues. They used to look at me, some people on the street, on the bus, and I told them, look at you. Look at me. Look at your future. Oh. Believe me, you can look at your future, too. But take an example from me. I worked, like, 30-something years at a place. It was a very active, physical job. I became this way. I talked to them and said, could I get another job in the place? And they said, not that way. And so I never thought I was going to end up so immobilized right. at such a young age, even.
1: Yeah. So, ah. So, so, so can you not leave your house? You don't. When do you leave your house?
4: Let me see. The
1: last time I left this place was November first, I believe. Oh, Gail, no way! Oh yeah, way! Oh. Because is it? Do I you do you, do you not have a lift? Down. Do you not you don't have an elevator at your apartment?
4: The building I'm in must be like hundred years old.
1: And there's just it's stairs. I mean, I get you to, can't get up and down those stairs. You've oh, got two hip and, up and two knee replacements.
4: Well, it's not an everyday deal. Right. You know, it's hard, it's hard going down, but man, getting up, is really a fun trip. Oh. You know? What do you think? I would be out having a good time at open mics and stuff. Yeah. But not this way. I mean, I can't even really get across the street in daylight. Right. Because I'm not fast enough.
1: Right. Well, why don't you get one of those rascals or something?
4: If I can't get down the stairs, how am I going to get a rascal up here? That's
1: true. Well, I mean, like, you could leave it in the downstairs and lock it up, and then, <laughs> you like...
4: So person, you. I'm just I mean, trying to you come up see. with solutions. Are you kidding? You can't even leave a car. I mean, I never owned a car.
5: Yeah.
4: And I wouldn't own a car unless I had a garage. Sure. Because why you want to put a car out on the street? It's true. And now they got all these break-ins where they're breaking oh, the yeah, windows. Oh, yeah. Jonathan's everything. back
1: window is broken, and it's just open now. So he just leaves a note that says there's nothing in here.
4: And they slashed your tires, and That's they... It's terrible stuff. mean, Why anybody want to park a car on the street?
1: It's the only thing to do in San Francisco.
4: Well, maybe you shouldn't have a car. I there. know, I know.
1: I don't have a car. I, I'll i well, never drive again. You have a car at $12,000 a year? Well, Gail, I mean, we've got to get you down to... I know, I can't have. I can't afford a car. Um, we've got to get you down here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. We should have you be like a special guest or something and oh, get you well, an Uber and have some guys carry you down the street. It's March 1st through 5th. Well, hell, I always can
4: call up on the phone and do phone deals.
1: I know, but, but it'd be great to have you in person is the well, point. We should like get fest, some... What's the question?
4: So the comedy thing—I uh, forget what they call it. Uh, they do that every year. They have different locations, comedy festival. Or... It's
1: well. There's the only festival I care about is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. But I'm sure there's other ones in San Francisco that don't have me in them. I, I think you probably know about <laughs> it, but maybe I got it the wrong. No, thing, it's called Sketchfest, honey. I've you just know, never. Uh, I just don't deal with Sketchfest. You no, know,
4: they have it in different locations. And yeah, they yeah. It's in, January, and it's
1: in January, and it's called Sketchfest. Yeah, that's
4: Sketchfest. Yeah. Sketch fest. yeah.
1: Yeah, you I I applied to them 2 years and they didn't let me in and I've just given them too much money and I'm not ever going to give them money again because well, if I, I if I give them money and they in. don't and they don't accept me again, I'm just going to be like I, I I'm just not you even You did it for 2 years? No, I applied 2 years and I never got in. I've Anything you know, so that's real comedy? Any real comedy in San Francisco like has nothing to do with Pam Benjamin. No, nope, nobody books me. I don't Go to the Punchline on Sundays. Stroy Moy doesn't like me. Like, it's fine. I'm not... It, it. It's fine. I've got mutiny... I'm the only comic that owns their own venue. So that's the only thing I can hang my hat on is that I actually have a place to hang my hat. And so, I don't I know if other bad. people... At what?
4: least one person wanted to kill me. <laughs> and other people wanted to beat me up
1: Probably. Nobody wants I mean, to hurt sweet Gail. To, I was talking
4: the back of Dirty Tricks, you know? I remember that. And I wasn't even talking to him... And he didn't like me. I guess he has stretch problems. And he got mad at me. He said, "You shut up! I'm going to take a pen and stab you in the neck." Wow. And I don't care if I go to jail. You see if I care?
1: Wow. You know what? Though they're comedians and they're all bags of shit. You know that, right? Like every comedian, like all of these, all of no, all of these kids that are almost thirty now that are in their twenties. No,
4: this was an older man. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all uh, comedians
1: are emotionally disturbed little children that have no social abilities and therefore, and I am, and I'm a shitbag too, Gail, and no one ever liked me either. I'm
4: always willing to say I'm the biggest fuck as you'll find. (laughs) So a younger guy came over to help me and said, that's too much. And the guy said, are you willing to die for this woman? Wow. Yeah, wow. And they were going to go out on the sidewalk and fight or something. Oh, that's so, no guy, one's ever fought over no, me, sweet no, Gail. No, no, it's a mess.
1: They f- People fought over you. You should feel special. No,
4: they didn't fight over me. Almost. He wanted, I got to tell you, I think there was another guy, they They thought I was going to beat him up or something. He thought I was gunning for him or a knife. He was going to get a gun on me or a knife or something. I don't know. But you know <laughs> what I say? <laughs> I mean, I'm, there, I'm a, I know it's another open might deal. Comedians
1: are cowards, Gail. You don't worry about it, comedian. They're all words, cowards. Every in one of them.
4: might deal, and I, you know me. So the guy said he's gonna throw me out, and the guy was small in stature. And I was laughing. I was saying, "How are you gonna get me out of here? Or who's going And he said, "All these other people or something's gonna help them." I didn't hear no one say, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna help you."
1: <laughs> wow.
4: Hey, I tell you. When people get that way, I try to remind myself that they're just jealous of me. That is, they're ye- jealous of my great talent.
1: <laughs> well, that's what it my mom used to say true, to me, and I don't. It makes me feel better. I don't. I don't. It's. It's hard. It's. I. And I understand. There's when there's a lot of like negative feelings that people have about you, and you're like, why? Like, why? What have I done? I. I completely understand that. Constantly, I do. I feel. And I think everyone sometimes feels shunned or that no one appreciates them or thinks that they're important. And I mean, and it's hard in these days because not only do I feel like other people don't think I'm important, but the government d- doesn't think I'm important. My don't parents hate officially. me. The like,
4: government does give shit about anybody. I know, but that's the I thing. I just told you how they jacked up my Medicare payment $22 a month.
1: Yeah, it's and, and it's out of... And the thing that's crazy is it's out of Social Security anyways. You're an infirmed old lady. What are you going to... I just... I'm 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 sad for your situation. I'm sad for my future.
4: Paying me a living wage.
1: No, of course not. (laughs) Oh no, I mean, and honestly, Gail, I make like three dollars and eleven cents an hour here. Like I did the math. So
4: what happened to your babysitting job? I don't
1: I don't have time for that anymore. I do the station full time.
4: Well, man, you gotta get some more money, man.
1: I well I. Hopefully, this the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. If I sell out the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, there's so there's 25 shows with 30 seats, and all the seats are 10 bucks. And if you do the math Who you on that, sell
4: these to? not the comedians, you gotta get. Some.
1: No, if I make, if we sell out, it's seven thousand five hundred dollars. If we sell out all the tickets, and when I say but we, I mean me as in the queen. But I'm not gonna sell out. Last year we sold like maybe 30 percent of our seats, so we made like. Three thousand bucks, which was great. But I mean if if the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival sold out, it would be seven thousand five hundred dollars. It would it would calm me down for the rest of the year, basically. Like I would not have to necessarily worry and scrape well, I'm and freak out. So
4: this is man, but obviously I called up the library and I want to know five most popular words or something to that effect. And and if you know I don't don't have them in front of me, they're over there. But two of the words were free and new.
1: <laughs> free if you notice,
4: when people, send, they're always sending me crap in the mail. Free, they're, new. They're, new. You're, yeah, you're right. going to get this free, free. You See, that's a buzzword for a human being. They like to get something free, even though the free is going to cost you like hell when you get this free thing that's going to cost you like shit. Right. And new. People always like new. You see, that's, this is what attracts people psychologically to things. Right. Free and new. And all the big companies... You know what you can do? You're good at computers. You can Google... <laughs> I'm what terrible makes at computers. People buy stuff, and you can apply that to your business, and that's how you're going to sell out. And the, another thing is, what I find is, you're going to have the greatest thing in the world, like me. I'm so great, but no one knows about me. Right. No, I and know. I understand wise. that. But the thing is, you're going to have the greatest thing in the world... And I went to the punchline, and I went to open mics, and for me, the comedy at the punchline was just about as good as open mice. It's the same There's people, no, Gail.
1: It's the same exact people. The same exact people are doing all the same I mean, shows, you get a and so well, you know? well, it makes it makes me crazy because all of us suck. Okay, any San Francisco comedians are no good because we're not in LA and we're not in New York and no one's going to be anything until we move somewhere else. And everyone's, but everyone's kidding themselves. Everyone's kidding themselves by saying, I'm better than you, I'm better than you, I'm better than this, blah, 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 blah. We're all the same. Like- it's I think I'm hilarious. Things, but you know? not everybody thinks that. So. They're
4: not all the same. They
1: are. They're all we're all the same in San Francisco comedy. And if you if you look at open mics, it's boring. It's like Tinder jokes, dating jokes. It's all we're all on the same premises. We're all doing the same thing. Nobody's what about going that anywhere. Rape
4: stuff, huh? mm-hmm. The rape stuff. That guy said rape is funny? You know what I think it'd be funny? It was a a man or a woman comedian who said that. Uh, it was a man. I figured, you know what would be funny? If you lay down and chopped his weenie off, would that be funny?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't gonna I mean, I also have a rape joke and I knew what the context was, but I was just trying to create kind of a discussion on Facebook about how we use language because language is political. If
4: he thinks rape was funny, he must think again their dick chopped off is
1: hilarious. I didn't I didn't oh getting his dick chopped off would be hilarious. No,
4: that's me. That's right, right. I'm that's saying. your.
1: I see, I see. But you, you, you. Uh,
4: I mean, what well, we out there for funny, a Getting this dick wet a real good time.
1: Well, I mean, I I knew the context of what was happening, but I wanted right, to have a funny. conversation on the internet I about people how say, people like use they, language. The thing with
4: Kathy Griffin in the head, you know, that was to get a buzz going, but the buzz went the wrong way. Right. You know? Well, all
1: buzz is good buzz in my world because, well, like you said,
4: work away from you.
1: Take work away from me?
4: That's what happened to her. She lost that New Year's Eve. Oh, then, honey, nobody's
1: booking me, anyways, so I'm not getting any work taken I'm away from me. Like, like and <laughs> the way it works you is.
4: All I do is research on Google sales. Everything is selling in this oh, country. I know. They and have I'm people terrible paying twenty five thousand dollars for a damn handbag. Yeah, you're right. Get a paper bag, man.
1: <laughs> actually that would be funny a if a plastic bag in the rain. This is actually a good idea, is if someone made a leather purse that looked like a paper bag and it cost twenty five hundred dollars. I bet people <laughs> oh, would that's buy that.
4: To some of them.
1: If it was a paper
4: you can get maybe eighty thousand dollar handbag if you got the loot.
1: It's just crazy. Would they to me.
4: gonna be giving me the money?
1: Right, I know. Right. Oh, Gail. I mean, if someone gave Mutiny Radio ten thousand dollars, we'd be set for almost the year. I mean, it's we we're such a shoestring here, and it's so tiny. Yeah, because
4: you're not looking in the right place, man. Oh,
1: I'm, I'm asking not for money.
4: Computers at all, but there must be art grant money laying around.
1: Right, I know. I've tried that. I've tried. I'm telling you, it's so competitive out here to get to get money. I just, I don't. It's not oh, for a lack of trying, I tell you what.
4: I know. But do you know someone that's associated with you is better at computers that can get out there and write a good
1: oh, request? I would love it if people would do things for me, but people only do things for money. I, I mean, there are a couple people, like, for example, uh, Matthew Quirk um, painted the painted the station but I still had to pay him uh a guy came in Steve came in and redid the um electrical in here and I still I mean I still had to give him people no one does anything for free except me except that's the funny thing I'm the only person I'm the only person that does things for free
4: the outside of the building or the inside the inside Oh, what color did you paint it?
1: Um, well, we repainted the top half like a creamy white color, and the bottom half is dark gray now because I got a gallon of dark gray for eight ninety nine, and if I wanted to have black, it was going to be forty bucks. And I'm like, I'm well, I gotta not paying tell you, that's forty That's another
4: bucks. thing. It's, it's all psychological, and I know you're busy and everything, but you can find a lot of answers on the computer. Like you can find out what color paint attracts people. And paint your place that way. Not now, because you already did it. Right. And that colored paint will draw people in. They won't even know why they're coming there. They'll just know that they feel good in that atmosphere with that colored paint, because it's psychological. Yeah. You got to get into the psychological stuff, man. Like that free and new. Free you know, and new. It's all, like you said, everything, even the, the big things. Or just as good as the open mic, but they go there
1: because they got a reputation to punch on it or whatever well here's the thing about that for me it doesn't behoove me to try to get people to come see me at a show at the Punchline where they have to spend 20 bucks and then they have to buy two drinks which means they're spending 40 bucks it I'd rather them come their to their mutiny radio it just it doesn't it doesn't I, make any I sense was to me all but the all of those big venues and I've done cobs before and did I get paid anything no I didn't get a penny no but they got money. Well, of course they did, but that's my point, is that is I don't want to get my they friends...
4: The family back on. Yeah,
1: I couldn't... But here's the thing, out. I couldn't even get my friends to buy my book that I wrote for $10. Wrote book, huh? How am I going to get them to come to a venue and spend 40 bucks when I'm not going to see any of that money? So it's like with Mutiny Radio, people can come here and pay 10 bucks, and that's amazing. That money actually goes right into the station. It's well, great. What do you
4: call your book?
1: What do I... Oh, my second book was called Voices. It's on Kindle for 99 cents. Oh,
4: I'm not... But, hey, look, I got this thing going where I'm starting to write a little thing called uh, it's a family Ding," or I'm nuts, you know. I have <laughs> a little bit. But the thing is, it's all psychological. You know, the reason why people are going to comps and uh, the punchline, because psychologically, like I was telling they you. They think it's going
1: to be a better show. No, you're right. Even though it's the same comedians that are here, because they, it's, it's the like same comedians, they but they think that seeing TV it there. R.
4: How many people really like to taste of the salty fucking fish? They they came out of some fish's ass. Oh, Come I on. I like
1: I like caviar quite a bit actually.
4: Oh well, really? Well, maybe you really like it, but I think a lot of people eat it because they're pretentious and they say if they're eating this caviar, that must be I'm so wonderful that I could afford this, and it makes me something.
1: Well, I I like caviar and foie gras and and really and, like and raw it. oysters because I was raised as a rich person. So. <laughs> really? No, I was. I was very, very wealthy as a child. So, as in the
4: family money. Uh,
1: my parents don't talk to me. My family doesn't talk what to do me.
4: What do they want you to be? Um, They were happy when you were a teacher. They were
1: were happy when I was a wife. They were happy when I was suicidal. They were really happy when I was unhappy.
4: I don't think
1: they were happy when you were suicidal. Yeah, they loved it. No, well, it was just that I was, I mean, I was, I was, I was working in corporate job and I had a husband and I had a house and I had a Lexus and I was a normal person and they really liked that. And then I was like, I'm totally unhappy.
4: But money don't make you happy.
1: No, it doesn't. But it would it could money make me a little happy. it could make me a little less stressed out. Money doesn't make me happy, but it, if I it doesn't had make
4: anyone happy if they really think about it. If
1: I had an extra five hundred dollars a month at the st- and not even for me, I'm talking about for the station. This is not even for me. This is for Mutiny Radio. If I had an extra
4: you have money you got all other problems. You got people sucking all over you, saying you're so wonderful. They don't give a shit about you. They care about the money, and how much they're gonna wiggle out of you.
1: Right. Well, my point is that if I had 500 extra dollars a month here for the station, things, the stress would be so much less. Like it would be, it would be unbelievable well, how much easier my life would be with Everything a, a mere 500. Everything in the
4: world is sell, sell, sell. Yeah. The thing is, you gotta make Mutiny Radio desirable. I try, but... You don't but... have to get over there and, and do, you know, compromise your crap. You just have to make people think Mutiny Radio is the place to go, the thing to be. I... And everything counts. Like I like in Reno, in Las Vegas, you think they they, pour, they color the ding, they bump ear in, they have their rugs in the rugs and the colors that want to keep you away and keep you gambling all night. Hell yeah. They, that's what you got to do. You got to make... Mutiny radio, the, the thing. And have been gambling, the thing. You're so sweet. I've been trying so much. computer. And like I do. I do computer stuff all the time. be in a place? What color attracts people? You know, because I've been to the punchline, and I've been to all these open mics and stuff, and when I went to the punchline, for me it wasn't any better than all these open mics. I agree. And, you know, but it's the name and the reputation. Yep. You gotta get that reputation going for you. I try. I know you said you tried grants, but be like me, be a little more like an asshole, like a (laughs) dog. I mean, when they told me these things on GE, I got name and name, and I called up and I tell them the names, and no, they're not here. The guy's out of the country. You need the middle initial for this guy. Then I say, fuck, I'm not gonna call no more. I'm gonna call the library some more. And this morning I got the name of the present CEO or whatever you call it. It's in the country. That's what you gotta do. You just because just one thing fucks up, you don't throw up in your hands and say, "Oh, I can't get no grant money." There's <laughs> money out there. It's laying around. You just gotta dig it up like a little. I or know. A, a I just. For truffles.
1: I know, Never but quit. here's the thing, Gail, and I and I and I want to so much, but I'm so. Busy trying to keep this place alive, and I then know, I'm also trying have to have my a own
4: time and like the colors. And and there's other people who want to be involved in an arty place, you know. And they probably come over there if you get them to be volunteers or because they want to be around art in San Francisco. And like I say, the computer you look up what makes people wise up, what colors attract people, and don't give up on the grants. There's probably hundreds and thousands of grants out there for arts. And maybe you can get some from the government, too. That would be a real sticky deal. If you can get the government to kick in some money after the shit they do. Yeah,
1: that would be nice.
4: So I don't know what your criteria is, but you can Google, because I find I call the library up and they say to me, you can't Google everything. And I tell them, Google it this way. And they Google it and they find it. Like the guy, I told him I wanted the five most popular words. And he said, You can't Google everything. And I said, Try. He came up with the five most something words. Are you still there? Did my battery go? No, no, you're here. But we have I'm to. The, we have to do it. We have to wrap you can it up. I get some grant money. I, I, you got a viable thing there. I, it's just that you got to make people like this uh, sketch best thing. I didn't know you applied twice. Yeah. And they I tried to apply as a but venue, too. They well, won't. you got leprosy. You smell yeah. bad the way Gail does. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can push this thing, and you can make it go.
1: Oh, Gail, you're so sweet. I I am pushing not though, sweet.
4: and I'm. I mean, like I went to one show. And they let me do the show because I tell people let me do their show. And the night of the show, they have big stats of these little flyer things or posters, cards. And why weren't they passed out before the show? Right. What are we doing with these stats and stats of? Things that it should have been put somewhere before the show. Yeah, I
1: know. I still have 2,500 flyers to get rid of for the festival. I mean... But but here's the thing. I got 5,000 flyers. We're in February, and it's March 1st? It's March 1st through 5th. Oh, you yeah. got to start
4: kicking ass, man. Oh, I am. Don't waste time talking to me. Get over there and kick ass Well, on I, ass. I have to and be on the air. I found but out, because I don't know computers, but I know they got this like this video blast thing where you... I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, do, not, you have to you don't pay. pay for everything. I, I I just, I'm out of budget money. i
1: all over and thousands of people were here. I know. That's I mean, what I try to that, do with them. I, I didn't
4: know you were doing this bad. I mean, get over there and kick your ass because you let me play on your radio station. <laughs> so, come on, man. We're going to do that. I say we is you. But you can make this thing the little. Darling of San Francisco.
1: I will keep trying, but for some reason, I'm just an well, maybe unlikable your personality person. Too, you it know? might be my personality. In
4: 2018. I think it might be my personality. People don't like a strong woman.
1: Not, that's, that's very right. true.
4: That's against a lot of things. People don't like it. They still want the woman with long hair that has a little kind of Oh, voice. I know. I know. you to overcome that too. Well, you make this a good. I mean,
1: if I was a dude. Things would be very different.
4: Well, maybe you can dress like a man.
1: I've thought about it.
4: I don't know. I mean, no, seriously though, if I was Google, 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 it'll give you most of the answers on how to do your business. Well, I mean, really, it's going. I if I knew your opinion, your place, I would have told you <laughs>
1: that.
4: The paint, like Las Vegas, Reno—they painted. It. Well, it they looks clean. really good in
1: here now, though. The thing is, too, it's—it's it's supposed to be a theater, so it has to be kind of plain. But I have rugs. It looks—it looks really good in I mean, here. You I don't
4: want to make it like a whorehouse, but no but subtle colors that people are warm and cozy and relaxed in
1: it. Yeah. Well, I have chairs now, so that's exciting. Oh,
4: well, we got chairs, and you had chairs before.
1: We got. Well, we had benches years ago. We had benches, but now we have chairs, so it's Perfect. exciting. I know. We're moving up in the world. That's
4: all selling. Come and sit in the rustic venue. Yeah, it's rustic. It's like 1800s rustic. It's all how you spin the words, man. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gail, for calling. So I don't drop dead from the stress of the government people in office that don't know what they're doing for shit. Are you everyone out there listening? Government people? What the hell are you in office for when I bring you crap? It's not my department. Go here. Go there.
1: Time to go, Pam. All right, remember, Gail, Google, you're the best. Google, Google. Thank you. Get and that damn Grant. I will try. Thank All you right, so bye. much, everybody. That's sweet, Gail. Yay! Sweet Gail, giving me a pep talk. There we go. Thanks, sweet Gail. I feel a little better. Sweet Gail gave me a pep talk. She basically said, "Work harder," which is um, <laughs> I'm gonna work harder. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna do it. Uh, hey, let's, uh, speaking of working harder, we have a lot of really great comedians coming up on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, and I'm going to play some funny stuff from them. First, uh, Lila Hart. She, love, laugh, Lila. Uh, I'm going to be interested in her page with the other 94,000 people that like it. Uh, she's amazing. She has her own YouTube channel show thing, which is awesome. Uh, And she has tons and tons and tons of people that are on it. It's called Small Talk with Lila Hart, which is hilarious and wonderful because she's just a beautiful, beautiful person. And she happens to be Little, I mean, she's gorgeous. So I was in here with. She's got all these great pictures of her too. She's she's really really she's just incredibly good looking. Um, I was in here with Matthew Cork and we were looking at some stuff and he's like, "Who's the hottie?" And I'm like, "Yeah, dude, she's on the she's on the freaking thing here, man. Uh, I gotta find this her on uh, the the little ladies of uh, L.A. comedy thing. She's got." tons of views. Oh, I got to find something good. Um anyways, I'm sorry guys. This has been a rough day for me only cuz it's like we're getting we're 3 weeks away from the start of the festival and I just feel like I I'm I got to tell you, I'm so nervous. I'm so just freaking out. Buy your tickets now so that I don't lose my mind. Uh, Here we go. Let's watch a little Lila Hart video. This will make us feel better. This is Lila Hart at the Ice House, not too long ago.
2: Give it up for Lila Hart. Let me hear you make some noise!
6: If you're wondering what kind of car I drive, you are right, it is a Mario Kart. Guys are always coming out to me, they're like, damn, girl, you are fun size. And I'm like, really? Fun size? You think it's fun having to sit on a booster seat when I drive? (laughs) The only thing fun about me is the fact that I can order from the kids' menu and I can suck a dick standing up. Now tell me, is that fun or is that just convenient? (laughs) six four eight with heels about the size of an L.A. parking meter the guys always like are you a midget and I'm like no I'm Filipino <laughs> I'm not a Trump supporter but I do play a miniature Melania Trump as well with a miniature Donald Trump we are available for par- available for parties because apparently it's a super hot thing here in LA to hire midgets be part of your entourage of hanging from your necklace <laughs> You know, so we do that. I think that there are a lot of in-the-closet midget lovers. You know, when I was in college, guys used to come up to me and be like, oh my God, you have to meet my friend Rick. He's afraid of little people. And I'm like, no, Rick just wants to fuck a little person. Cause Rick and I both know I don't even have to get on my knees. Right? I was on an episode of Little Women LA. and did comedy for the ladies. Yeah. Little women. And uh, they got mad at me. They're like, we really don't like the fact that you be using the M word so much, midget. You know? And I thought about I really thought about it. When I became a comedian, I went to this comedy show, before I became a comedian, and I heard this comedian talk about his midget friend, and I was sitting there like, oh my God, I'm the only midget in this room. And it made me feel very uncomfortable. But when you become a comedian, you tell your story so many times, words just don't affect you so much. So when my Netflix special comes out, it's gonna be titled, Listen Here, Midget Bitch. Right? I don't care if you call me a midget as long as it's sexy, funny, smart because what I'm trying to be is a rich midget with this comedy, right? Yeah! But if we're gonna get real here, here's the thing. I'm not a midget, but I do have spina bifida. And for those of you that don't know, that's a congenital birth defect. And most people with my condition, they can't walk. So every morning, I wake up just so grateful for the doctors and the surgeon for all the operations on me to make it possible for me to stand and day And I get a hashtag blessed, <laughs> praise <laughs> Jesus, yes, praise God. And I like to make this very clear to any new guy that I'm dating. I'm like, yo, here's the dealio, baby. I've got spina bifida, but don't you worry, everything down south. It works just right. Maybe a little extra better. Cause there are things you can do with me you cannot do with the regular sized woman. Spinner. <laughs> Sex in the backseat, forget about it. We could do it in the glove box. <laughs> you know, cause the way that I see it, I want a man to love me for me. I will not be chasing after no guy. I can barely walk. You think I'm gonna run? <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You ever read hate comments online? I read one recently and this girl wrote, she was like, her legs look like chopsticks. And I was like, damn right, these are motherfucking chopsticks. This is what's in between. It's shrimp fried rice. And you can eat it for the right price. <laughs> I'ma say this too. I love a big dick. I love dick so big, we could walk into the club, we twins. We got matching outfits. You know, i be telling jokes to it like, life is short, but you ain't. <laughs> I, at my last show, this Asian dude in the back, he's like, what about Asian dick? I was like, yo, look at me, it's all big dick to me. <laughs> I ain't got no time. Big dick is the only thing that I like. (laughs) You ever send a, a sex message to the wrong person, you know? I was having this conversation with my man. I was like... Yo, I'm about to get in the shower. And the only reason you would tell a dude you about to get in the shower is give him that visual. You know, I'm about to be naked. I'm about to be soaping up. Think about that. Right? And of course, he texted me back and he was like, you about to be naked and wet without me? And I wrote him back, I'd be too wet if you was here. But I sent that shit to my mom. And my mom is Filipino. And she wrote me back. She's like, wait, I'm not going to going to the pool. Are you going swimming? You know, I'm originally from Seattle. Right, Seattle? Yeah. And my dad is a correctional officer. And growing up, he always used to say, Lila, don't get a DUI, don't get a DUI. And I did it. I didn't get a DUI. What I did get, though, was a a DU fly. And for those of you that don't know, that's when you get arrested at the Oakland airport. They're like, ma'am, you've had a little too much to drink. And I'm like, what, I'm not even flying this plane. But apparently you shouldn't talk back to police officers at the airport because they did handcuff me. And I just feel bad for all of those people at the airport. They must've been thinking like, what did this child do? (laughs) She is a threat to America. Damn right. You know, uh, dating in LA can be hard, especially for me because I've got a lot of control issues. You know? But I got a new man in my life. I've got a boyfriend, yeah. (laughs) And you know, my new man, he is great. He has his own house. He is very ambitious, goal oriented. He's got a lot of meetings, very busy schedule, but every time I call, he always answers. What I'm saying, it's dope dating a dude in rehab. <laughs> my man got a curfew and everything, 1045 Monday through Friday, and on the weekends, one o'clock, and I gotta sign him out, you know? I, I don't have to worry about... <laughs> worry about my man be out in the club popping bottles getting drunk no he at home he in bed he in 12 step he at the club he's, I ain't worried about no other bitches he's gonna go from me to what me to who relapse he ain't going nowhere this pussy is his new drug eat it up it's a shrimp fried rice <laughs> call back <laughs> people say Lila You are just so outgoing and positive. How do you have the greatest perspective on life? And I say, it's really quite simple. I'm always looking up. Ah! I'm always looking up. Thank you all so much. I'm Lila Hart.
1: That is Lila Hart. She's hilarious. And I'm so excited that she is a part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up March 1st through 5th. She's on the underwear show, too, which is going to be a lot of fun. All right, here's her. This is the clip, season six, episode two, Little Women L.A., where she jumps in and the ladies I yell at her. Here she comes in to talk to the little ladies. And you guys, look her up online. Become her friend, uh, Lila Hart. She's gorgeous. She's wonderful. I can't wait to see her at the festival. Hey, guys
6: coming to the show. Hi. Hi.
7: So this is Brianna.
6: Hi. This is Hi. Tanya. Hi, Hi. how are you doing? Good, I'm so happy you guys came out. How Thank long have you been doing this.
4: comedy?
6: Um, about a year, but I love it. You use the
4: M word quite a lot in your standup.
6: Is that something that you're trying to be provocative? The you reason know? that I use the word is because I want to take ownership of it, and no one else can use it to make me feel bad.
4: But when you have People like us in the audience, uh-huh. it we we don't take power of it like that. I think the way it came across was like it's okay to
6: be called a midget. I feel like I'm taking away the negative from it and I'm adding humor in it. No, like, you're not taking the negative away. You're not taking it away. When you see an average sized person say their jokes, we can't always relate to that. You know, do you get what I'm saying? Like, you can relate when I say I'm as tall as an L.A. parking meter. It's, no, it's no, comedy. No, no, it's no, it. no. That wasn't funny. Or just oh, it's so, so sexy. We She's doing it in the glove box. It's funny. I'm not doing that to hurt your feelings. But you would think that you guys would be able to relate to it in, in a comedic manner. Unfortunately, people take that and think this is okay. And it's not. It just needs a different spin on how you portray it. This is the first time that I have ever had anyone tell me that my jokes can offend people. I've never had anybody say this
8: to me. Oh, little women. They were getting mad at her. What? All
1: right. Uh, so, Lila Hart's a badass, and she's one of our performers, and I can't wait to. See her jokes live. Um, Absolutely. There's, I mean, there's just such great comedians on this show here. I'll play another uh, hilarious person because he's like my favorite. So this is um, another guy on the festival this year. He's originally out of Pennsylvania. I met him at the Hilarious Comedy Festival uh, a couple years ago in Seattle, and his name is Andy Picaro. He's come down here. He just moved to LA, so because uh, he's a champion and he's awesome. So enjoy Andy Picaro's comedy and come see him. Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival,
0: March first through fifth. So New York, put your hands together for Andy Picaro.
9: That's not good music for me to walk to, that doesn't, did that fit? Did anybody see me and think of my, oh, that's his music, that's good. I like going on stage after there's just an act where one of them looks like me if I had a gym membership in Fashion Sense, but I don't. I gotta wear this shirt that doesn't fit in front of you guys now. I look like Roseanne Barr fucked Wolverine. That's what I look like. And you guys are finishing eating, I'm so sorry you want to look away, I get it, don't worry about it. I've only been in L.A. for a few months, but what is it about, man, everybody in L.A. that looks like me lives in Van Nuys. Do I have to move to Van Nuys? Why does everybody, does everybody just get to the Greyhound station, they look like me, and they're like, dude, Van Nuys, just go, hold on. Van Nuys, carry heavy things and look upset. That's your rest of your life. (laughs) Every other area of LA, anybody who looks like me, they're just using a Marshall's bag as a pillow right now. That's what they're doing. So I'm trying to get accustomed to it here, having fun. I gotta lose weight being here. Everybody's fucking in shape, you know what I mean? They got protein shakes and fucking cute little dogs and stuff. You know? We're never gonna have a male plus size model, will we? That shit is gross. The forms aren't equal, right? You see, a female plus size model, what do you say? We say it's brave and courageous. But you've never been to the beach. Seen a big fat guy walk by and been like, oh, he's so brave.
5: <laughs>
9: How courageous of him to slowly break a chair in front of us. <laughs> and block our view of the ocean. It's not gonna happen, it's not brave for us, it's just gross. Seth Rogen is never doing a Calvin Klein ad, that's not happening. All my friends who go to the gym, they're like, oh, Andy, if you go to the gym, you feel great. If you go to the gym, you feel wonderful. You know what feels great? Never going to the gym. Like, not even once, I feel amazing. All my friends who go to the gym, they're like, my glutes hurt. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck glutes are. I don't know what those are. You want yours to not hurt? Why don't you stop doing that? There you go. It'll be good. I fixed you. <laughs> I have two cats. Yeah, this Tinder profile has a lot of strikes so far, doesn't it? A lot of strikes. I got two cats, too. I think that's a strike each. (laughs) No, when I got them, it was adorable. I got them when I was in a relationship. So we were a couple with cats. And then she left. And now I'm just a guy with cats. That's different. That's not the same. Right, because cats are either great or terrible. You know, people either love or hate cats, you know? They're either great or terrible, that's it. Like, cats are just like redheads. (laughs) Right? They're either beautiful, majestic creatures or they have tiny, gross faces, right? It's one or the other. (laughs) You've never seen a redhead and gone, uh, that's a five, not ones and tens, that's it. Both sexes, two models, great and terrible. I could say that because you were pretty. If you were ugly, I had to skip that joke. That's what you know what I mean? I, got a lot of, I have a lot of other jokes. I, you were looking down like, no, trust me, you're a 10, you, you, you know. How do you not know if you're a 10 or a one? If you're a redhead, quit looking around like you don't know which one you are. You know. That's a, that's a nine point swing. You know, you know you're 10. Sometimes there's a one up front and I just don't, I don't do that joke then. Skip right over that. Do something else. <laughs> no, I love my cats. You know how I know I love my cats? I let them shit in a box in my house. That's where they go. That's where they're supposed to go. I reward them for this. My cats shit in a box in my laundry room. And then every day I sift it like it's gold on my hands and knees. I sift it and I put it in a little bag and I take it out to the garbage. You know you love something if you let it shit in a box in your house, right? Right? Like, you might think you love your nephew. (laughs) But if he took a shit in a box in your house, he'd be like, Jeffrey's not coming over anymore. That was weird. I want to have kids someday. Not yet, though, because whenever I date a girl and we have a pregnancy scare, that's what we call it. It's a scare with two people shaking in a Rite Aid. We're scared. We're frightened. You know? disturbing. I think if I do have a kid, though, I want to wait till we can design our kid on a computer, you know? I want a very specific kid. I want to have a daughter that looks just like me. Right? Because you have an attractive daughter, what happens? You just worry your whole life and then you die and hope other people worry. But if your daughter looks just like me, how much would you really worry? Right? If your daughter looked just like me, you could leave her in a bad neighborhood overnight, come back the next day. She's still sitting there. She's fine. If your daughter looked just like me, and she wanted to go to Aruba for spring break, she's coming back. You're going to see her again. All right, thank you guys very much. I've been Andy Picaro. Thank you for having me.
1: Yay, Andy Picaro. Yay. And then, yay. All right. Moving right along. We got Wendy Weiss. Thank Out of Portland. Hilarious also, lady. keep
10: clapping if you're not from Portland. Who here's not from Portland?
1: That's
10: a lot less than I thought. I thought it was going to be all of us. All right, so if you're not Portland there's like just a little something that you need to know about Portland okay so people in Portland like to pretend like they're very liberal everybody will act like they support a woman's right to govern her own body but the second you start talking about getting a perm everybody turns into Dr. Laura here and it's ridiculous I've been to salon after salon trying to get a perm And I've been turned away by every single one because they didn't agree with the choices that I wanted to make with my own body. Has that happened to you before? It's it's ridiculous. And I don't know if you guys know this, but in the great state of Oregon, perms are legal, so... Perms are illegal. And not all, if you'll recall the landmark case Roe v. Waves, okay, that said the court in the Supreme court, court, not only that, but it's dangerous, okay? If you're turning people away from safe and professional perms, you know what they're going to do. We're just going to go get back alley perms. <laughs> I'll tell you guys what a back alley perm is. A back alley perm is when you go to your friend Don's trailer, OK? Uh, you take a wire coat hanger and you unravel it. You use it to break into Don's trailer.
2: Uh,
10: you roll your hair up in our empty Miller Lite cans and dip it in her meth lab, OK? My body, my volume. That's what I always say, you guys. <laughs> Uh, my name is Wendy Weiss, and i I like to wear black. I like to dress a little bit gothy. I like, the goth aesthetic. There's a lot of different types of goth aesthetic. Have you guys ever heard of health goth before? A little bit? Okay. If you don't know, I'll just tell you what health goth is. Um, Health goth is just you wear black and you like to exercise. That's all. (laughs) that it is basically. (laughs) That's it. Uh, Health goth, I think, is when you wish you were dead, but you want people at your funeral to ask if you did CrossFit. So... (laughs) you become a health goth when you stop cutting yourself and you start cutting calories. (laughs) There's a lot of them. There's a lot of different types of goth too. Uh, There's pastel goth, if you guys have ever heard of pastel goth. And pastel goth is just, you like to wear black, but you also like to wear colors. (laughs) You're just wearing clothes. That's called wearing clothes, okay. It's a weird thing to me. Uh, how do you guys feel about mingling sex and food, like with the strawberries and the chocolate? Yeah, some people really like it. I don't like it, it kind of grosses me out a little bit. I'm not trying to judge anybody who likes it, but my friend asked me, like, so what do you think are the sexiest foods to bring into the bedroom? What are the hottest foods? And I'm the wrong person to ask about that. But I'll give it a go. How about, um, what if you do like a whole raw potato in each hand?
5: <laughs>
10: and then you just hold those the whole time. <laughs> what about, uh, let's try a, what about like a can of minestrone soup? <laughs> and then you see who can open it with their tongue first. <laughs> mm-hmm. For my personal favorite, just get an unpopped bag of popcorn kernels. Fill your cheeks with the kernels. <laughs> just pretend you're old fighter planes and spit them at each other. <laughs> hot, hot stuff, you guys. <laughs>
5: uh,
10: did any of you guys take karate ever when you were a kid? <laughs> Some of you? <laughs> Do you feel like it's useful in your adult life? <laughs> no, right? It's not, a lot of people feel that way. It's weird, because like, if you take karate when you're a kid, the only thing you learn how to do is beat up other kids who are in karate, and that's <laughs> all you learn how to do. So a lot of people don't feel like it means anything to them. But for me, in my adult life, I feel like it's been really useful and helpful for me, because to this day, when I walk down the street, I'm still very confident that I could beat the crap out of any kid I see, so... (laughs) I learned a lot of valuable life skills in karate. I have a cat. I'm a woman with a cat. Uh, A lot of people think that means I'm a crazy cat lady. Uh, I went to the store to get my cat some cat food, and I saw that they have uh, canned cat food that's made out of alligators. Which is weird, right? It's like making mouse food out of bears. (laughs) I I don't know why they would do that, (laughs) or how they did that. It's so odd. I don't like the lady at the store said that it's for cats who are just allergic to everything. They can't eat anything else, so you feed them alligators. That's like when your girlfriend tells you that she's allergic to all jewelry except for real gold. <laughs> That's all she can wear. Alligators are like the chicken of the swamp, I guess. I don't know how this happened. It's so, like, how did they discover that that was the case? I think, so they say that cats domesticated themselves, right? So cats have domesticated themselves so well that. They've manipulated human beings into feeding them their enemies, which is very impressive, I think. Um, I want to know how this happened. I feel like there was just one alligator in Florida who ate the wrong cat, and that cat's cousin Vinny was like, I want him dead, I want him dead, I want his family dead. My children will eat his children
4: <laughs>
10: until the end of time. <laughs> now we have alligator cat food forever.
5: <laughs>
10: We're all gonna die and go down and there's still gonna be eating, cats eating alligators all over. <sighs> it's weird. Like So a lot of people, like if you are a woman with a cat, people are like, oh my God, are you a crazy cat lady? You have a cat, you're wearing that weird blazer. Are you crazy? <laughs> no I live in an apartment can't have a bear that's all I can have is a cat I don't have time for a dog hamsters are stupid Uh, and so are you if you own one you're above the age of 10 So it's a weird thing that's all I can have is a cat but some people are like self-proclaimed crazy cat ladies they have a cat and they're like oh my god I am so crazy I have three cats I love them I'm crazy Do you need medication or? No, I just, I make them wear sweaters. They don't like it. I'm just crazy about them. I'm crazy cat lady. Do you cut yourself and tell people it's their
5: fault?
10: No, I just, I love cats. I'm crazy. Do you drink their piss? Like what is crazy? What is crazy about this? It's worse. I have three cats and I named them all after Serenity characters. I'm so crazy. It's not a crazy cat owner, okay? A crazy cat owner is the first person to trudge out into a swamp, kill an alligator, <laughs> lay it in front of their picky cat, and be like, does this please you? You guys, that's
1: been my set, I've been Wendy Weiss. Yay! She's part of the Cats 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 show, obviously. So is Andy Pocaro. Uh, it's gonna be a great show. Check out all 25 shows. There's, let me, I'll go through some of the, I'll go through some of the things for you here. Enjoy cope for a second while I get up. gotta tell you i'm so excited for the comedians that are coming to this festival they're so funny and so great uh it starts on thursday march 1st uh there's a locals only show which is uh people from san francisco great people clay newman uh allison hooker kevin monroe marty cunny on that Uh, politics are funny i'm not so i have two i'm not white shows because we had a bunch of people pocs And they all wanted to be on the People of Color show, so I made two of them. So there's the first one on Thursday night called Politics Are Funny, I'm Not White, hoping they'll get into a political spin. Eight o'clock, Only Girls Allowed. It's gonna be an all-female review. And then nine to 11, Spark presents Weed Is Legal. It's a two-hour special. Uh, We're gonna be having a great time here with a bunch of comics, two-hour show, celebrating Weed and Spark. Uh, They are one of our sponsors. We have great sponsors. Uh, Spark, Bender's Barn, Grill Sublimo, SF, Rainbow Grocery, Green Army Cosmetics, Tim's Tesseract.com, and Asiento are our sponsors. On Friday, March 2nd, we've got 6 p.m. Newbies, less than two years of comedy, all new. Comedians. Seven o'clock Millennials versus Gen Xers, the youth versus the aged. Eight to ten is Fantastic's Comedy Clubhouse, just like normal, but it's a two hour special. It's going to be great. And then at 10 p.m., we've got Rad, Real Ass Dudes. That's our all dude show. On Saturday, March 3rd, at 6 o'clock, we've got Subliminal SF Presents Live Music Backed. All of our comedians are going to be backed by live music from Breakfast B Breakfast of the Wyatt Act. We have a piano here. He plays like 12 instruments. It's going to be an amazing time. 7 o'clock, cats, 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 where you'll be able to see Wendy Weiss and Andy Picaro. At 8 p.m. we have Don't Shoot, I'm Not White. So it's another... POC show at 9 o'clock. Bender's Barn Grill presents Oh My DUI. Never drink and drive. Don't get a DUI. It's going to be a great show. A lot of people telling DUI stories. And then at 10 o'clock, we've got Underwear Only, which is going to be very exciting. Hosted by Wendy Weiss. She used to be a stripper. I think she still is in Portland. And Lila Hart's going to be on that show, which will be a lot of fun. She's a little person, and we get to see her, in her underwear. And she's got a hot rack. Check her out. She's, I mean, I don't know if that's. If if I'm being misogynistic, she's she's got great boobs. I wish I had them. I mean, I have no boobs. Uh, Sunday, earlier times, note the earlier times, please. 5 o'clock, Roast of Jesus, brought to you by Green Army Cosmetics. Get Sparkled Jesus a little bit of cannabis sunscreen from Green Army Cosmetics. 6 o'clock, Hell Hat Improv. If you're a fan of Mutiny Radio, you know that the Hell Hat is when people from the audience put things in a basket and we pull them out. 7 o'clock, Hell in a Handbasket, very similar show. It's an uh, interactive audience show where they open up baskets like Chopped and hilarity ensues. 8 o'clock, karaoke song and set. going to have Julia Ramos on that. She loves, oh no, she's the one who loves Stevie Wonder, but I don't know if she's going to be on that show. And at 9 o'clock on Sunday, we've got So Blue, Dirty Comedy. Yes, Dirty, Dirty Comedy saying terrible things into a microphone. Monday, the last day of the festival, at five o'clock, we have clean comedy. Get your kids out of school, bring them over here. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, At six o'clock, we've got stand-up tragedy. Whatever that means. It was actually put together by, the name was put together by Jenner Davis. She's gonna be the art on the walls during the festival. Really talented San Francisco artist. Then at seven o'clock, we've got Rainbow Presents, My Alt Life. Uh, It's kind of like our alternative life show, so I didn't want it to be like, look, be gay. We're going to have a gay show, but kind of. And then at 8 and 9 o'clock, we have The Best of the Fest, part one and two. It's going to be an amazing, amazing time. Uh, Tickets are $10, except for the two-hour shows. They're $20, so get them now. You can get them online. Go to mutinyradio.fm. And you'll see all the links to all of our Eventbrite tickets. They are all there. Uh, We've got all of our wonderful sponsors. It's going to be a great time. I hope that you guys come out for this festival. Let's get right to this. This is Rebecca Rush. She's out of New York City. uh, And we will enjoy her comedy right now.
5: Rebecca Rush.
3: Hello. You guys are an excellent crowd. Give it up for yourselves. I did just win a naked roast battle at something called Skank Fest in Long Island City. Can you imagine being backstage for that? It looked like the world's saddest sex party. It's good to be in New York. I used to be a stay-at-home mom in South Beach, right out of college. I married a man twice my age, that's the law there, Uh, and I did not have a kid, but I raised a beautiful cocaine problem, and they cost the same amount. Mine doesn't bother me anymore. So because I didn't have any kids, my pussy is still so tight. But when I pick my nose, it's like throwing a hot dog down the hallway. (laughs) (laughs) I've been doing a lot of traveling this year. I got to go back to Vegas. Who loves Vegas? (laughs) I hated Vegas the first time I went. The second time, I loved it. Because Vegas is like, ugh, we're gross! And I love (laughs) self-awareness. The first time I went, I hated it so much. I went with my husband. And I, looking back, I think it's because I had a really bad case of dry pussy at the time. You can't bring a dry pussy to the desert. You will turn into a pillar of salt. That is in the Bible. I had such a dry pussy, like a cat's tongue, do you understand? Like a cheese grater, just like shredding my panties. Oh my god, I love you. I had such a dry pussy that I went to the doctor. And it turned out that I just needed to get divorced. I'm <laughs> like Bellagio fountain now. Anybody from Brooklyn?
8: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Oh, so glad. Brooklyn used to be cool, right? Now it's like, it's just a bunch of idiots walking around like their beards are full of
5: secrets.
3: (laughs) I know your secrets, sir, is that your dad pays your rent. And I was a nanny in Brooklyn for one month last year. It was the worst. I got there and I walked in and the woman's like, this is my daughter. Uh, She's dairy free gluten-free, nut-free, nitrate-free, soy-free, screen-free, that's not even a food. And her daughter was not allergic to any of these things. Her mother was just preparing her to be annoying in restaurants.
5: And when I got there,
3: the kid, when I got there she was peeing, like naked in a tutu in the backyard. The kid, not the mother fairy. Like, that's what I do when I'm wasted. <laughs> then I figured it out. I'm like, oh, she's just getting her ready for Burning Man. Um, and there were, like, pictures of the mother all over the house. Plus, she was always there, right? I'm like, that's fine. My parents don't trust me either. <laughs> she was there the whole time. She's like, oh, do you see that picture? That's like me in Costa Rica. I'm doing ayahuasca with a shaman named Mackenzie. <laughs> Well, that one? I'm like, I didn't ask a bitch. Uh, that's me in India, I'm just ruining yoga with other white women. Just <laughs> like ruining yoga so hard, I don't even fart anymore. It just really is sacred wind you now.
5: <laughs>
3: and if I stop screen free, right, let's get back to that, that I means she's not allowed to watch a movie, use an iPad, use a phone. She's four years old, she should have all these things. Uh, but she just had a rotating cast of nannies to be like a living iPad. And if I stopped paying attention to this kid for one second, she would run to her mother, and her mother would come out of her office, and she'd be like, "Listen, listen. Raising a toddler is about presence," and then she would disappear. <laughs> Gone. Didn't see her again. And. Every week that I was there, this woman was like more dressed up. And I'm like, bitch, you Venmo me when you feel like it. You win. You know what I mean? Like, why are you wearing a Chanel bag? You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Plus, like, I don't want your Chanel bag. I've been to rehab. I'm like, my priorities are in order now. I'm in your <laughs> medicine cabinet looking for your Xanax. <laughs> right? So I can balance out the Adderall. I need to stay present. <laughs> The last day that I was there, last day, four years old. I stopped paying attention to this kid. I had a good Facebook post, you understand. Uh, She ran for her mother, and her mother comes out of her, and she's like, mommy, 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 I want boobies. Four years old, I want boobies now. Her mother comes out of her office. She whips out a dry ass titty. Like a puff of dust came out of it. And she starts breastfeeding her right in
1: front of me. Oh. I know, and I'm just standing there like, hey, 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 that's dairy. Thank you very much, Rebecca Rush. Rebecca Rush. Well, I hope you guys are psyched up for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival and that you're actually gonna come. That would be so exciting uh, to see people here. Uh, There's only 30 seats for each show, so get your tickets now. And if you want the big awesome tickets, uh, it's only $150 to get the entire festival pass. So it's a $250 value for only $100, and we give you you a T-shirt. You get a T-shirt if you spend the big bucks and support the station. And come out for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. I dare you. All right. There really are incredibly talented people from all over the United States coming here to perform for you. And it makes me very happy that they believe in Mutiny Radio. We have our new GoPro system. We're going to have our YouTube things set up. It's going to be great. We're going to have video of everything and... uh, no, we're trying here at Mutiny Radio to make it the coolest place in San Francisco to hang out. Hell yeah! All right. Uh, let's end today with a little bit of reading in between the lines of the news. Uh, let's go to, I just went up to, to Newsweek first to see what's going on. Let's read between the headlines how tiny bacteria makes gold first thing about money UN asks for one month of peace in Syria oh are we still having problems in Syria had no idea was paying attention uh, to Trump's penis Uh, what else is going on Israeli police recommending indicting Netanyahu wow prime minister is accused of receiving lavish gifts from leading Israeli business tycoons they have a problem with that over there we don't seem to have a problem with that here White House expected to approve memo release. Ooh. The source said something. Uh, Newsweek's boring. Let's go to... I want to find out what's going on with... Uh, what was her name? Dusty Stormy... Is it Destiny Stormy Rivers? Let's see what puts, if I put in Trump porn. Trump porn scant Stormy Daniels. That's what's here. What should scare us about Trump's porn star scandal? Let's check that out because it's from England and we trust their news because as we know here everything's fake news. Everything's fake news. I miss you LaToya. I'm sorry that you feel ill um, because it's hard to do this without you, sweetie. Uh, and I wanted, I wanted to have Steve Pogey call him, but he's driving a truck, so that's no good.
8: Check this out.
1: All right. Who is Stormy Daniels? Let me read with the pretty music they gave us here. We're going to go back. Okay, from the beginning. She's 38. That's cute. Sweet. I like it. Um. All right. This is from... She has a lot of makeup on. Who is Stormy Daniels? The porn star was reportedly involved in an affair with Donald Trump, which started in 2006. The 38-year-old was then allegedly paid $130,000 to keep quiet about it. She gave an interview recounting details of the encounters to InTouch Magazine in 2011. But it remained unpublished until rumors of the coupling recently appeared in the Wall Street Journal. The pair allegedly first met in Trump's hotel room in July 2006, three months after Barron was born. From that point on, Stormy said Trump called her often, meeting with her on several occasions. The last call she received from Trump was reportedly in 2009 or early 2010. There you go. There she is. Well, so that's what we need to know about Stormy Daniels. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reported last Friday that a lawyer for Donald Trump paid adult film actress $130,000 one month before the 2016 election in exchange for her silence about alleged sexual encounters with the then candidate 10 years earlier. On Thursday, the Journal reported that the lawyer Michael Cohen used pseudonyms in a private company to mask the exchange. Stephanie Clifford, stage name Stormy Daniels, said the liaison was consensual. Cohen and Trump say it never occurred at all. Cohen says the president vehemently, 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 vehemently denies any such occurrence, as has Ms. Daniels, why the White House has described the story from the journal as old recycled reports which were published and strongly denied prior to election. We all blinked no more than once at this re- revelation, in part because it did not actually reveal anything we didn't already know. The president has been accused of, has boasted of, on tape far worse. The episode, viewed in the hierarchy of all his violations, is more of a curiosity than an outrage. But maybe the reason for Trump's behavior should bother us is bigger than the notion that a commander-in-chief should meet rigorous standards of moral morality just because— Maybe it has more to do with the practical pitfalls that breaches such as this carry with them. There's evidence that Daniels wasn't the only woman to book alone time with the then reality TV star in Fire and Fury, Michael Wolf quotes former chief strategist Steve Bannon as asking, what do we have? A hundred women before saying that a lawyer took care of them all. Adult performer Jessica Drake accused Trump of offering her $10,000 for sex the same year he allegedly slept with Daniels. And she claims she can't say more because of a non-disclosure agreement. And according to a separate journal story from just four days before the election, the company that owns the Trump-friendly National Enquirer awarded a former Playboy centerfold model $150,000 for the rights to her story of an affair with Trump in, yes, 2006 again. Then the tabloid quashed it. The problem here isn't Trump's repeated ethical lapses alone, although they do induce a certain squeamishness. The problem is the possibility of blackmail against a presidential team willing to pay big to cover up alleged misbehavior. Trump's actions clearly are out of sync with our collective ethical code. 84% of Americans disapprove of adultery, and probably more than that disapprove of adultery that is alleged to have occurred with a porn star four months after a man's wife gives birth to their first child together. By breaking that code and then aspiring to an office that requires the support of Americans who abide by it, or at least believe they do, any politician puts himself in a vulnerable position. Either he risks a ruined career or he does whatever he can to quiet things down. When that politician is the president, whoever's in the know wields a dangerous amount of power over a figure who himself is tremendously powerful. In a foreign country acquires damning information about the United States leader, it could either by threatening to expose past indiscretions or by laying a sexual trap twist international policy to its benefit. A domestic group could also hold dirty little secrets over the man in charge to draw special favors. That, not some vague concept of the president as a perfect role model, is what makes it newsworthy that the president or presidential contender may have paid a bunch of people not to say they had adulterous sex with him. Trump's case differs a bit from the typical politicians. He didn't have much good guy credit to start with. And whatever he did possess, he has long since spent. So the Daniels affair doesn't seem to have hurt him so far. But it doesn't matter whether administration from someone such as an admission from someone such as Daniels hurts does hurt Trump. It only matters that he thinks it might. Now we've heard from multiple women who claim that Trump slept with them and didn't want the world to find out. We've heard the reports that his lawyers went through contortions to hush up a hush up. What we don't know is what else the president and all his men would do to keep something hidden. New details about Stormy Daniels' situation emerge every day now, all unverified. And they include tales about Trump's preferences and peculiarities from his fondness to Forbes magazine to the comparison Daniels says he made between her and his beautiful smart daughter. The salaciousness entertains us and it repulses us too. But it's the secrecy that should scare us. Yeah. Secrecy. Right? I mean, well, we have so much secrecy in our government at this point. What is real? You know, there's a great picture here. Um, Megan McCain, I was going to ask... Stormy Daniels to apologize to Melania. That's the other thing is Melania is like 43 and Stormy Daniels is 38. So why doesn't he just sleep with his wife? She's like hot too. Or whatever. I mean, Megan McCain. I was going to ask Stormy Daniels to apologize to Melania Trump. This is by Caitlin Yilek uh, from the Washington Examiner. Megan McCain says she would have asked porn star Stormy Daniels to apologize to to First Lady Melania Trump if she hadn't canceled her appearance on The View. Daniels, who Daniels, whose real name is Stephanie Clifford, was set to appear on the talk show last month in light of a report that President Trump's personal lawyer paid her $130,000 ahead of the 19, 2016 election as part of a non-disclosure agreement about her alleged affair with the president uh, shortly after. He married Melania in 2005. I was going to ask her to apologize to our first lady, McCain told Political's Women's Rule podcast. McCain, a co-host on ABC's The View, said Melania Trump deserves an apology because Daniel's lawyer said the affair never happened. If an affair happened when Melania Trump was six months pregnant, obviously the American public has the right to know. But this dance of coyly being, I could have, I didn't, I don't have time for that, McCain said, if you have something to say, come out and say it, you're a big girl. McCain warned of the consequences that such accusations could bring. There are real-life ramifications for what it could possibly have done to our first lady and our president's marriage, to their family, to their children, and I can't imagine being Melania or Ivanka Trump and hearing that kind of story. The White House has denied an affair with Daniels. Uh, it's just more salacious news. We're like porn, porn, porn. Porn, porn, porn. I mean, the only reason that I care is that everyone cared so much. Everyone cared so much about Clinton. So much. Everybody cared. And now everybody's fine. Like... Yeah, he can have sex with whoever he wants, and it's fine, and it's great, so. (sighs) I'm just so upset with the world right now. Comes to the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. We'll tell you jokes, and you won't even have to think about it. Who is Stormy Daniels? Someone did a joke about it the other day, and I was like, who's Stormy Daniels? I'd never even heard of it, but now my eyes are opened. Uh... I guess so she was on Jimmy Kimmel. She's got really big boobs. Uh, she became famous under the porn name Stormy Daniels, was born in Baton Rouge on March 17, 1979. She's shorter than me. She began a career as a stripper in her hometown at age 17 before entering the porn industry. She adopted the name in combination of Motley Cruz bassist Nikki Sixx's daughter Storm and Jack Daniels Whiskey, which hails from Louisiana. She has a porn contract, blah, 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 blah. She's one thing's... I mean, so everyone's saying it didn't happen, but they gave her one hundred and thirty-seven. This picture of Melania, she looks so serious. They both look very serious. Like, no, this didn't happen. Well, Jeremy Atkins is here for the next show, which is going to be some "Call Me Tim." I'm sick of talking about Stormy Daniels. I don't care. I don't care. I, I just don't. I mean, I mean, I do care. I don't. I don't care that she's a porn star. I do care that our president is a pile of dog shit. That's all. I mean, he's, but who, I don't know what men aren't. I used to do jokes like in the nineties when I wrote for this comedy paper called the koala at UC San Diego. And I used to talk all about all the time, how men are just assholes and all they're just after pussy and they don't care and blah, blah, blah. And it's true. I mean, what are we, what do I started this show today talking about the women and women give a collective fuck you. We get judged if we're fat, if we're thin, if we're funny, if we're not funny, if we're too pretty, if we're not pretty enough, if we're too outspoken, if we're not outspoken enough, if we suck dick, if we don't suck dick. No matter what we do, we're suddenly, we're criticized for it. I'm const. I feel constantly. I will leave you guys with this story. I was a ballerina as a child. And uh, I was a mediocre female ballerina. And I always wanted to be a boy. Because if I was a boy... I would have been a famous ballerina. There's no doubt. I'm really I was great at triple turns. I can leap. I can do all that stuff. If I would have been a boy, I would have been a famous ballerina and it would have been amazing. So that's kind of like my the only times I've ever like thought to be trans or whatever. And it wasn't that, oh I want to be a boy because I want a dick or whatever. It was, I want a boy so I can have the rights and privileges that go along with boys. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it'd be so great for people just to listen to me. Hey, if a woman makes a decision, everybody makes a committee. When a man makes a decision, people do it. I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of just we're listening to Cry River and it's absolutely true. Like, life would be so much easier if I was, uh... I don't know who was on the phone there. I was hoping it was Steve Pogey, but I don't think it was. I screwed it up. Uh, But it it really is, it's upsetting when you look at the people that are in control of our reality right now. Not just our reality TV that our president used to be in charge of, but our actual reality. And that is sad. Uh, Yep. There's the... I'm just looking at the stuff. There's night space tonight. Things are happening at Mutiny Radio. But the most important thing that's happening at Mutiny Radio is the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, March 1st through 5th, all here at the station Mutiny Radio. Get your tickets now. Go to our website, mutinyradio.fm, and you'll see on that front cover all of the amazing 25 shows that you can go to. If you want to get a festival pass, we have that as well. See all 25 shows. For a severely discounted cost, uh, but otherwise tickets are ten to twenty dollars a piece. Deciding on if you go, some of those two-hour shows are, are twenty bucks. So, PamTastic's Comedy Clubhouse and Spark presents "Weed Is Legal" on that first night. So, please, 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 go out there, get your tickets, support Mutiny Radio because boy, do we need it. The government sure ain't giving me any money. As sweet Gail talked about earlier, why don't you go get some, why don't you go get some grant money? Like it's so fucking easy to get grant money. I mean, first, if I got grant money, because we're under the umbrella of Media Alliance, it's 501c3 for us. They take 8%, which is great. Media Alliance should take their 8%. That's absolutely awesome because we get to use their 501c3 number. But you know how long it takes to write a grant? Like it takes forever. I wrote a grant once and it took me like six weeks. Uh, And then I didn't get it because of the anthrax scare in, um, told me oh we didn't get it in time because of the anthrax scare and so we just decided that all the people that came in after we weren't gonna this was years ago this was in San Diego it's nothing to do with anything I'm gonna end this sad sad AltaCast sad pathetic AltaCast of the day if you actually listen to this show today thank you Um, I really miss you LaToya the Sheriff of Truth it is almost impossible to do this show alone so thanks guys for being here please please do I will beg you to buy tickets for the Mutiny Radio Conf- Comedy Festival. I'll beg you. Uh, enjoy the rest of Kope-, Kope here, the Japanese Bjork, and we'll be back next week with hopefully a much happier AltaCast. Oh,
7: the Internet Ocean has to offer ya. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat.
2: <laughs> hey everybody. Listen to the weekly review with Roman every Friday from noon to two p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program.
0: RUN!
8: Updated every three parsecs. Tim's Tesseract.com. Tim's Tesseract.com.
10: Muni Radio at MuniRadio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things.
9: Big dogs, you gotta fight niggas. You sleep outside and your shit. It's cold.